Hello and welcome to What the Actual F. This is the intro song. You're welcome. The show is now about to begin. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay. Intro song. Done. Check. Hello, guys. I hope you're all having a wonderful day. I'm Harmony. I am the host here on What the Actual F. If you're new here, welcome. Hope you're having a super day. And thanks for joining us. Well, I guess just me, because actually I'm just, I'm talking to you. So, unless you want to count my dog. So, there we go. We'll just do that. Okay, um, it is time for another true crime story. But first, warning, there is adult content ahead. Graphic language and adult situations. So, uh, listeners, discretion is advised. All right, there's your warning. So this story I have for you today is really interesting. Um, I'm going to talk to you about Mike and Dahlia DiPolito. This story actually takes place in 2009 and in Boynton Beach, Florida. So, like, kind of near my neck of the woods. <laughs> In case you guys are wondering, didn't catch that little hint there. I live in Florida. Okay, so we're going to talk about... <clears throat> sorry, my voice just cracked. I hate that. I'm going through puberty all of a sudden. So we are going to talk about Michael DiPolito, who he's he was like a buff guy kind of dude, man, you know, just gym, gym guy, you know, just really into working out, and he was super obsessed with reality TV, actually. Um, he met a girl named Dahlia, and when he met her, she was actually an escort, like, he called an escort service, and she was just, hi, escort, it was her. Um, less than a year of being together, they decided they should get married. And, uh, fun fact, just five days after Mike's first wife and him became officially divorced is when he actually married Dahlia. Yeah. He didn't, like, you know, just kept that bed real warm. They both said that their relationship was very sexual, lots of partying, and just, for them, just a lot of fun. And Dahlia and Mike were both obsessed with reality TV, as I mentioned that Mike was. Well, surprise! <laughs> Dahlia is too. They were really interested in possibly getting on reality TV one day. Like... They, that was, that was kind of like the career they wanted to have. Their ultimate goals. Like, yeah, let's, let's always be videotaped. <laughs> but it'd be super fake. That was their goal. Uh, now, Michael had a really bad history, though, for a while, like in his past. It involved drugs. And it, there was a claim, and it was found out or something. But basically, he was found to have been selling steroids out of his apartment. He was also, just a uh, fill this little tidbit in there, involved with some organized crime. Uh, <laughs> listen, Mike. Mike, listen. You can't do that. You just, you can't, you can't run with that kind of crowd. That's the wrong kind of crowd. Okay, back to you guys. Um, years before all of this, though, he had actually gotten in trouble with the law, and he was put on probation by the time 2009 actually rolls around, he'd been on probation for several years. 
at this point, um, he, though, like, had really turned his life around. He was truly trying to get it together, you know, because it had been rough, that beginning, the intro to, like, uh, his early years, you know, part one of life, phase one. Um, it was it was pretty tough, and he wanted to be better. Blah, blah, better. <laughs> Sorry. So, oddly enough, though, as soon as he married Dahlia, all these strange things started to happen. Okay, you're probably wondering, what kind of strange things? Okay, let me tell you. About a month after him and Dahlia actually got married, there was a knock on his door. I'm sorry, my dog is coughing. Are you okay, bud? Okay. All right. Um, there was a knock on his door, you know, just another... Uh, but it was from a probation officer, and he he was actually pretty surprised by this because he'd had probation officers visit before, but this time the officer's visit was due to a search for the like, of the house. Well, that's never happened to him at this point. Like he, that just never was a thing that had happened. He I guess got a little bit too comfortable and didn't actually realize that this could happen. You know, they can just surprise. We are here to search, and you cannot say no. Thank you. Uh, that's just, I don't know what that song was, but you're welcome. Uh, they came in, and they searched the house, and it didn't lead to anything. They found nothing at all. Lucky for him. I mean, I'm not saying, like, he had anything. I just, still, like, you know, I'm sure he was terrified, you know? Just maybe shitting bricks or something. Scared. He's been on probation for, I don't know. Okay, digging too deep on that. But the thing is, is, like, this was a completely random raid, which is really odd when someone's been on probation for so many years without violating, and just randomly they come and search their house. Like, a little bit weird. A little bit, a little bit suspicious. Um, and he actually was really suspicious of this. Now, shortly after that, he was out when a police officer actually stopped him, saying they got an anonymous tip that he was doing, like, dealing drugs out of his car. So, you know, they end up searching his car, and again, they found nothing. So at this point, he's probably just like, dude, what the fuck is going on? Not, not even sure. Um, he really started, though, to feel as though someone had it out for him, and it, it's kind of plausible because, you know, he had been involved in organized crime, which means there could be plenty of people that possibly just wanted to come after him for revenge, like, years later. That's plausible, right? I've seen movies. I feel like that's a James Bond thing. Is he, he was organized crime, right? No, he was a hitman. He was technically, isn't it like a government hitman? <laughs> okay, now I'm getting too confused here. <laughs> Anyways, um... Well, some time ends up going by, and then there's another anonymous call to the police, again, that he's dealing drugs. They search his car, again, and they actually do end up finding a little bag of cocaine tucked into his, like, spare tire, which, that's a weird spot, but I guess if you're trying to hide something, that's a good spot? I don't know. Um, I, there, I'm sure there are parts of my car that I have never actually seen, but something is there. Like, trash, probably, because my house is clean, but my car is not. <laughs> Let's be honest there. Probably most of you, too. Okay, so get this. Uh, 
amazingly, like, he's he's on probation, right? This guy is literally on probation. And he, they find this bag of cocaine. And somehow, just fucking somehow, he talks his way out of even getting arrested. They just, they're like, oh, we're just gonna let this slide, okay? Have a great night. <sighs> the fuck? That's just, I don't know. Okay. Now, Michael knows someone is, at this point, is definitely trying to just sabotage his life, just ruin everything, and ultimately get him to go back to prison. So Mike is going through his head of all the people that could possibly do this to him. And I believe there was one more, like, random search as well, but none of them ended up putting him in jail. You know, like, he he made it through all the searches and everything. But he's very much just, like, who the fuck is doing this? Like, what the fuck? Um, So there were all these different times, though, that police got these random tips. And it really seemed like someone was definitely out to get him. Like, right? Like, it it freaking does. Um, Well, Dahlia, let let me tell you what Dahlia did, okay? She went to her friend Muhammad and told him that Michael had been abusing her, um, saying she's in this abusive relationship and she just, she got in way too fast and she doesn't know how to get out and just, you know, oh God. Well, this is when her friend Muhammad, like he hears this and he like, he actually inevitably did go to the police, but mainly because he's, he was really worried for Dahlia. Like, he's concerned. Like, what is, what, I should get this checked out, right? Like, my friend tells me this, and I don't want to keep this secret. I need to, I need to know, because what if he is, and something happens? It's just, you know, things that you would probably think. Um, so now we're going to go to August 2009. Dahlia got up before 6 a.m. and went to the gym. Well, while she was at the gym, she actually got a phone call from a police sergeant, and he called her probably around like 6.40 in the morning, telling her that she needed to come home immediately. Like, and the the thing is, is like, when, when he called, at first she didn't answer, he needed to leave a message, and then she called back, like, really fast. But, you know, so she's like, she's fucking screening the call, which, I mean... I don't know, it's, it's, I screen my calls, too. I mean, I usually wait for it to tell me if it's a spam risk or, like, who is calling. Sorry, friends, if you hear this and I don't answer. But there's this real cool thing. I don't know if you know about it. Just fucking text me. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not a phone call kind of person. I gotta be, I gotta be in a mood to actually sit on the phone. Fuck that. Just please text me, because then I can choose to ignore it for no reason because I'm doing other things that also involve my phone, you know. (laughs) But anyways, okay, back to this. Sorry about that. So when Dahlia got there, there was yellow crime scene tape like all around her, the townhome, and she goes up to the sergeant. You can actually find this video online. So Sergeant Ramsey, though, he introduces himself. I'm going to kind of give you the the rundown of the video since 
I don't know if you know this, but this is a podcast, and I can't, I can't play video for your ears. Wait, technically I am giving you video. I'm giving you audio for the visual that you can create. All right, so, you know, um, so he, he, they come up, they, they get face to face. They're like, hey, what's up? These are my eyes, and these are your eyes. And um, he states, you know, hey, I'm the one that called you. Uh, his name is Sergeant Ramsey. And Sergeant Ramsey tells her that there had been a report of a disturbance at hers and Michael's house. And that there had been, someone was shot. Okay, someone was shot. And he then tells her, sorry um, to inform you, but your husband, Michael, he's been killed. Now, okay. So she's kind of standing and facing him and she's looking up and Dahlia immediately cries like, no, 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 no. She's no, 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 no. And, uh, you know, starts just sobbing and it's hysterical. And she leans onto the sergeant. I mean, she's shaking, she's crying. She's basically just this emotional wreck and rightfully so. Right. I mean, she just found out that her husband had been killed. She is begging to see him and just crying. I mean, obviously Dahlia has, she's just been completely heartbroken. Her husband had just been murdered and in their home nonetheless. And maybe it, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was the same person that, uh, had been calling these tips in, you know, because when in this video, the cop says, you know, anyone that would want to hurt him or like, bring harm to him and she's like well he was on he's on probation so i don't know maybe she's trying to be like you guys you guys i got the job for real it could be this person okay so dahlia is brought into the police station there's video of this online as well She's in a room with a detective, and she's still crying. She's super emotional. They actually ended up bringing in the man who killed Michael, allowing her to, like, see and talk to him. But she doesn't really talk to him. She sees him. And they ask her, when she sees him, if she knows him as, like, he comes in the room. And, of course, she's like, no, I've never seen him before. Naturally, like, what? Like, obviously. Uh, well... Let me introduce to you the very first plot twist in this story. All right, are you ready? Okay. What if I told you Michael wasn't even actually dead? Dun, 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 plot twist. The audience has filled with shock. Are you guys shocked? All right, because I fucking am. So Michael wasn't even in the townhouse at the time, like when she got there. And the tape was all there. The police were all there. Yeah. He wasn't even in the town, hell. Nope. The whole scene, everything was a complete setup. So in case you're confused, allow me to explain this. I'm going to give you another audio picture. <laughs> if you remember, Dahlia met with her friend, Muhammad. And, I like, I mean, did you forget? Like, I'm just, okay, well, she did. I just told you, and I'm going to tell you again. She did. She met with him, and during this meeting, she said she was really concerned for her safety and that she wanted him to kill her husband. By the way, Muhammad, like, okay, let me just keep going for a minute. Let me just, let me keep going. So, 
she wanted him to kill her husband. And, of course, Muhammad's like, oh, you want me to what? Like, I'm sorry. I think I had some crazy in my ear. Say it again. And, I, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm not killing anyone. So then she told him if he doesn't do it, she's going to do it. She even started making threats to him. So Muhammad got, he got pretty upset. And then she basically was like, well, fuck you. And he's like, well, fuck you too. And they like, they parted ways. Just like, peace out. Um, Well, Muhammad, this is when he actually went to the police. He told them that Dahlia was interested in killing Michael. And when he went, it, the whole thing of him talking to the police is actually recorded, and you can find that online as well. Basically, you don't even need me to tell you this story, but I enjoy it, and I'm assuming you guys do too because you're here. Well, the police decided to actually set up this whole thing with Muhammad with hidden cameras in a car. Again, you can find this footage online as well. Why are you even here? Why do you need me? Oh yeah, I am giving you just such an amazing audio visual. Dahlia tells Muhammad in this video that if she files for divorce, Michael will come after her, saying all of his friends are part of, you know, organized crime, obviously. And uh, her and Muhammad then begin to talk about someone who will actually do it for her. You know, there's a word for that. It's called Hitman. Uh, Muhammad asked if Michael's mom, though, would possibly become suspicious of Dahlia. You know, I mean, her son's going to be killed just randomly. Wouldn't she be the first to just be like a suspect? I don't know. But anyways, she says that no one will be able to point a finger at her. You know, she's just, I'm so innocent. Okay? Just... That's how it is. Now, during this meeting, Dahlia gives Muhammad $1,200 and a picture of her husband. You know, the target. Well, after police get this, they then decide, hmm, let's take it a step further. And they actually have Muhammad set up a time that she can meet with this hitman. You know, just a, just like a normal day right? Nothing to see here. This is, this is a thing, obviously. Then, um, this hitman was actually an undercover narcotics officer, but Dahlia just thought, you know, he's obviously a hitman, because this is real easy. This was the man who was going to kill her husband, and, I mean, this is just, that's what she believed, right? Like, this is, that's her reality, now, you may be wondering why they took this, like, this far. Well, hmm. <sighs> you know, okay, having her actually meet with this killer for hire, or hitman, uh, was to be able to film the intent even further, just to really knock that shit out the park, making their case just extremely, like, that much stronger. I mean, when Dahlia talked to Muhammad... They weren't sure they could actually prove that she was going to follow through with, like, any of this. If if this was all just, like, possible ideas or something. So this was when proving she could she would actually go through to the extent of getting the hitman and having them kill him. You know, like, we have to have basically, like, no shadow of doubt or, like, beyond the reason of a shadow of what, 
What is that term? Am I merging two terms? I'm probably merging two terms. I don't know. It's a new term. Beyond the shadow of a doubt. Oh, I think that's it. Oh, okay. So um, if you hadn't figured it out, though, like by now, Dahlia was the one also calling in these anonymous tips on Michael. And by the way, she went to court um, like so much. When she went to court, so much was discovered that she had just been doing. I mean... Dahlia, man, Dahlia. Okay, now, remember that they met when she was an escort, and only four months later, they were... Dun, 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 dun. Wait, that's not the right... So... <laughs> what is the... What's the what's the wedding waltz? Bum, 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 bum. Wait, that's not right either. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Marriage is not on my mind, like, at all, sorry, I don't know it, I don't know, okay, I mean, I know it, like, if I heard it, like, ah, oh, fuck, that was it, so, uh, like, within four months, bam, they were just like, I do, I do too, <laughs> I love you, uh, but the honeymoon didn't, didn't last, obviously, like, this is not a, this is not a romantic story, I'm sorry to, I'm sorry if you didn't know by now, but there's no romance in this story, she actually manipulated and stole over a hundred grand from Michael. I think, like, in one of the videos, actually, I'm, don't quote me on this, I'm just remembering kind of like a number, but Michael actually is filmed saying how much money she had stolen from him, and it was, I don't know if it was like 140000 or $240,000. Keep in mind, this is like a month and a half into their marriage. So, girl, what the fuck were you buying? Seriously, I know how to live on ramen and ten dollars for like a year. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. It's only like a month. So, um, you know, she got, she took all that money from Michael, and then she even, ha <laughs> cherry on the fucking cake. Uh, actually, no, that's not even the cherry on the cake. This is like, this is the frosting on the cake. She took the title to his townhouse. Like, it became hers. Like, mine. Thank you. Um, but here's the cherry. She even tried to poison Michael by putting antifreeze in his tea. I mean, she just sounds super pleasant, honestly. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't see the issue in her horrible ways. I do see the issue. I don't know if you guys realize. That was sarcasm. Um, it really seems, though, like her intent was just to destroy his life, and she just didn't fucking care. She's just, whoop, doing it. Well, Dahlia met with Witty Jeep, the undercover officer, and again, it's all videotaped. Like, you can see all of this stuff. Um, he and her talk about how he's going to kill her husband. She says she's determined and won't change her mind. Because he asks, he's like, listen, you know, once you get out of this car and once you give me this, you cannot change your mind. It's not, you know, basically she can't just text him and be like, I'm just kidding. All right, thanks. You know, like, no, it's, it's fucking done and you need to be sure. And she's like, you know, um, yeah, I'm super sure. I'm determined. I won't change my mind. And I mean, she says she's five thousand percent sure so doing it um they actually then set up like a time frame 
that she goes to the gym at 6 a.m. And he will go to her and Michael's home at 6.30 a.m. and take care of him, you know? Just, uh... Snuff him out, I guess. Is that is it? Isn't that what it's called? Rub him out. Wow, it's not rub. Nope. I, that was the wrong. That was the wrong way. I'm gonna, it was. It was definitely snuff. Sorry about that. Now Dahlia actually thought. Okay, wait. Okay, so Dahlia didn't actually have. I'd restart that. Have the full amount that she had. Like she needed to pay this this hitman. So she told him. She should actually go after Michael when he's coming out of the bank because he will have all this money on him and he can just take it from him, you know? Uh, just basically, she fucking wanted him to pay for his own murder. Dahlia, what the fuck, bro? Like, uh-uh, I'm sorry. That's like, dude, just fucking no. And, of course, though, to make their case even stronger, they stage the whole thing. Well, at this point, by the way, Michael had no idea. Now, the day that they set all this whole thing up, they wanted... My, they went and got Michael and told him. Now, like, there's video of this, too. He, like, kind of collapses a little bit. And he even asked for help for one of the officers to come with him while he puts a shirt on because, you know... He's just, there's no shirt on. And, yeah, like, he's, you know, he, I mean, they're just like, yo, so, uh, listen, I got some news for you. You might want to, you might want to say it, and, you know, he's standing there shirtless. And they're just like, your wife, she's, uh, she's been planning to kill you. And, you know, so you need to come with us now, because that's not fucking scary. Talk about shit in your pants. Can you, I mean, like, seriously, can you fucking imagine that? Just, like, I'm sorry. <sighs> Who? What? <laughs> okay. You know, I fucking can't. Uh, so, Michael goes with the police back to the police station, and now, while he's there at the station, he watches all of the footage, like, all that undercover footage where she's basically, she's telling this hitman, you know, yes, I'm fucking sure kill my husband and all the stuff with Muhammad you know I mean there's video of him talking to detectives about how money had even been disappearing and like so he, he's got a little bit suspicious of her and that like drugs were even planted in his car and he had a hunch honestly that it was Dahlia that planted the drugs but like he just wasn't sure just he kind of, sorry, I had to move on my bed. Um, you know, he wasn't, she just wasn't sure. So, of course, in the meantime, Dahlia, she's at the gym, and the sergeant, he calls her, she calls back, he tells her, hey, you need to come home. Like, right now, there's been an incident, it involved your husband, you need to get here. Now, okay, I just want to say something, okay? Can you imagine what the fuck is going through this chick's head? She's like on the way from the gym, right? And she's just thinking, oh my god, the plant worked. I am whatever. Like, you know, like she's she's thinking right now it all has worked. I I'm I'm getting through this. I'm going to get away with this, you know? So, I mean, just think of that. And 
now, like now that you know all of this, though, that you know she had planned it, it's all recorded. Um, I I really do highly suggest that you go watch on YouTube the clip of her finding out that her husband. Sorry, I had to pause that. I had to burp. Um, her husband's been killed, and realize that like she knew this was going to happen, not just knew, but like she fucking arranged it. So I really do recommend you watch that clip and you see like your mindset of it. Like it's just, yeah. Now it seems really um, obvious though that she, like, she at least okay to me it seems obvious that like she's faking it. But I mean I've looked into this case, so maybe that's just because of that. Like maybe I'm biased because of that. So they brought her to the police station and they set her down. At first, they even, they had her see the killer. Like, we're back here. We're back here. All right, you with me? All right, good. So saying she'd never seen him before. Well, this, boom, 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 is when they decided to break it to her. That. It was all a setup. You've been caught. Yep. Um, they even delivered it just like that. Just let me tell you. It's on video. <laughs> Kidding. But it is on video, but they didn't, they didn't do it like that. Um, actually, the detective, uh, he just flat out says to Dahlia, um, you're going to jail today. Telling her that the killer was an undercover police officer and like, sorry, but we know everything. Now, of course, you know, poor Dahlia, she begins to cry and say she didn't do anything. And maybe, like, maybe in her mind, she fucking believed this shit. After all, like, she didn't kill him. Um, like, she doesn't know what they're talking about. Like, maybe, maybe because they can't tie it, even though they fucking can, she can get away with it. Like, I don't fucking know. I don't know. Like, who even, who even goes and gets a hitman? Like, I don't fucking do that. I'm just, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here, okay? Don't come for me. Well, when she finds out that Michael is indeed alive, she's washed over with relief, right? She's like, okay... She, she's just like, I want to see him, and she's told, obviously, like, he doesn't, like, he doesn't want to see her, which, this makes her cry harder, and again, um, you can literally watch all of this on YouTube, okay, um, so I, I find it crazy, though, that Dahlia continued to say and act like she was so shocked, just all, I didn't do anything, even when, like, she hears that everything's been recorded. Like, there's just so much footage. And she continues just to keep fucking digging, you know, lying. Digging that, like, what is it? It's not a grave, right? Like, digging a ditch. What is it What is it that you dig when you lie? Like, you're digging a hole, but, like, okay, pause. Like, where is this hole going? Because, like, I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to dig to China because you just wanted to, like, dig. That was, like, the thing on the playground. But you got bored after, like, seven inches of trying because the sand always fell back down and your hands got ugh, gross. And then you just went and chased, like, caterpillars. Not caterpillars, crickets. Or is that just a me thing? Is that a me thing? Cool. I'm awkward. Um, okay, so, sorry. Distraction. But seriously, what are people digging? With the, like, where? Okay. Um, so, Michael, during all of this is at the police station, you know, he's, uh, he's listening to this whole conversation that Dolly is having 
with the police. And they actually decided, hey, you know what, we're going to bring him in and uh, let him see Dahlia after she found out, like, the fucking truth, like, all of this. Like, bitch, you're, you're caught, and like, let's, let's, see what you, let's see how this goes. Well, the moment she sees Michael, she says, oh, my God. And then she just starts demanding for him to come over to here, to come over to her. You know, she's literally over here, like, she's handcuffed. And she's just like, come here, Michael, come here, come here, please come here. Like, seriously, you can see this again. Where? Where is it? Can you say it for me? Huh? Online. Good job. All right. Dahlia, like, she just, she literally tried to just have him killed. Like, girl, what do you really think? He was going to walk in, and you guys were going to just have this loving embrace. Like, oh my god, you're alive. I know. It's such a shock, right? <laughs> we're just going to pretend like you didn't try to have me killed. And we're just going to walk off into the sunset. Mmm. Happily ever after. No fucking way. What? Stop it. Stop. <laughs> this girl, like, even while in jail, though, made calls to him just trying to pretend that none of it was, like, that it just couldn't fucking be true, right? Like, no. Michael, though, he actually spoke to her on these calls, and they're recorded. Wait, wait, where are they? On fucking line. Sorry, I just want you guys to know all this, because I can't get all of the information out that I would like to. It would take me far too long. Um, so... He, he, he told her he had seen the recording, so, I mean... It seems pretty fucking true. Okay, Dahlia? Like, this seems real true. And she says, quote, I heard what you heard. And I saw, wait, I heard what you heard. And I saw what you saw. Everything they showed you. <laughs> they showed me. I'm giving you my word that it's not true. I'm just trying to do it justice, okay? But I can't. She's just, she's, woe is me, okay? I just can't believe, like, you would believe recorded footage. Like, how can you do that? I'm just saying. That's what I, that's what it seems like she's being, okay? Just watch the video. Not watch the video. Here, there are videos of the recording. That video is not available. You can just Okay, I'm going to move forward. You can find it. Now, they did go to court, and Dahlia actually ended up hiring a defense team. They actually came up with a defense, uh, the defense strategy that goes... <laughs> Are you ready? Okay. That Michael was in on the whole fucking thing. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, okay. So, uh, they were trying to say that... He just went, like, they okay, they wanted to go this route of, we want to be on reality TV so bad, so let's come up with this together. Let's construct this whole thing and do this elaborate stunt, and, like, she just got fucking played. You know, it's a real tearjerker, like, that, that plea. It just makes you go, oh my god, really? This, like, this could have been such an amazing reality TV show. <laughs> Surprise! No, again, stop it. And, uh, like, you know, obviously, when they interviewed Michael, because why the fuck wouldn't they, um, he states he had no idea of any of these things. And, I mean, I gotta kind of say, like, I fucking, I don't 
I don't buy it either. Like, why, why would he fucking call the police on himself? Yeah, just let me actually plant some drugs and basically try to go to prison because that sounds fucking great. At least he gets free health care. But, you know, that just makes no fucking sense. I'm sorry, but surprisingly, that, like, this defense just, I mean, it, you know, it's this is a shock. Uh, it doesn't hold up in court. It's fucking, right? Like, <laughs> inconceivable. Um, during the trial, the jury rejected all of her claims. It was just like, you know, Dahlia, nope, sorry. And she was found guilty of solicitation to commit first-degree murder. Well, <laughs> oh my god, what was me? Surprise, Dahlia is upset with this. Like, <laughs> what the fuck did you expect? Jesus, stop, just stop it. So she, obviously, she's like, no, fuck that, I'm gonna appeal it. And they end up getting the whole trial just, it's fucking thrown out. So, in this second trial, okay, you with me? Like, we're on another, you get a retrial, because, you know, mistrials and stuff, it just, it's a thing in our uh, judicial system and all that, okay? Um, well, in this second trial, she argued <laughs> police entrapment, uh, <laughs> that they set her up, and she was just obviously super innocent, <laughs> Obviously. Uh, she's just, like, this is, it's ridiculous that they even, like, tried to go this way. Because she argued that because the police had been working with the TV show Cops, surprise, that's, like, one of the ways you can see this. <laughs> bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Uh, 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 I'm sorry, uh, nostalgia. So, uh, that was in, like, a big fucking 90s show, okay? If you don't know that, it, well, I mean, I guess it's in 2009, too, but, like, I only remember seeing it when I was real young, okay? I didn't just want to always watch that because that damn song got stuck in my head. That's fucking why. She, um, arguing, like, that they were only doing this and filming it for Cops, the show, and that she says it was all, like to gain more deals with the cops TV show on behalf of, like, the police department. Um, and, like, you know, you really can see that cops was there. They did film. There's so much. But, I'm, I'm sorry, no, sweetheart, baby girl, listen, fucking no. You can't, you can't just keep pulling the shit out your ass. I mean, I get that's where it comes from, but that's just what it is. It's fucking shit. Um, so I guess... With the jury, with this, that jury, they were just split down the middle and, like, a, de a dead fucking lock, okay? So, that was a mistrial again, because, what the fuck, she has recordings and video, but, psh, okay. Now, at this point, it had been, well, yeah, that's probably why they were like, oh, but there's recordings, and it is for cops, and, like, it makes sense, and I also, you know, like, I don't know, fucking eat my belly button lint, like, those ones. Um, like, because, I mean, come on. How are you going to see, like, it's like, listen, don't eat the belly button length. Like, you can see in microscopes, it's got real gross shit. Don't fucking do it. Oh, but I'm curious. Like, maybe, just maybe, it's, like, going to taste like cotton candy, right? And they had fucking footage. Just fucking ass loads of footage. And half of the jury is like, well, I don't know. I'm sorry. I just, it doesn't seem very plausible. <laughs> fucking, excuse me. <laughs> no. Um... So, that, like, she still, at this point, has not had a fucking trial. It's been eight 
years. She had only been on house arrest. Now, the reason why for this is she had her first son, and I guess it was more like, hey, listen, like, you might be, like, this fucking, woo, okay, but, um, we get it. Like, you're gonna have a baby, and just stay on house arrest, because, I mean, I do understand. Like, kids need their parents. Well, damn. Um, excuse you, bro. Like, fucking, I don't know. There's... Pepto-Bismol down the road at the gas station. So, that was a car. And, um, yeah, so, they were just like, hey, you know, maybe house arrest and stuff. And so, she served eight years. And that's fucking crazy, right? Like, fucking what? Um, then, finally, finally, fucking finally, in 2017, she was found guilty at her third fucking trial. Three damn trials. Like, that's just fucking crazy. I've seen people just... Like, get, like, they walk in the courtroom, boom, guilty. Like, what? Okay, this bitch gets three trials and she had recorded footage. I can't stress that shit enough. Like, you guys, literally, go online. Like I said, you didn't even need me here for this. You could have just fucking seen all this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, like, it's fucking all recorded, okay? I'm just giving you the audio visual, all right? She was sentenced to 16 years in prison and. Here's the fucking kicker. She already served eight on house arrest. So she only gets to serve eight in fucking prison. Okay? Fucking (laughs) justice. Not. So that was the case of Dahlia DiPolito. And, uh, surprise, I have another case for you. Don't fucking leave. (laughs) Seriously. I got another case for you guys. Okay. Now, um... Before, I do want to just, before, like, we jump in to this, when I was looking up stuff on this case, um, I want to tell you, like, I found something out, just, I was literally looking into this case, and I covered on just, like, a little fact, and, like, look at me, just fucking learning. I am learning, all right? And this case, when I tell you, you'll understand why, like, I could just find random shit, because I can't, you can't type this girl's name anywhere without just being bombarded with fucking information so but then then like it leads to other things like you know going down the side hole okay i really gotta watch my language like what any windows stop it no um so anyways back to me learning this fact and i am now going to share with you and if you are on my TikTok, I actually mentioned this because I found it out and let's just say this is cool okay so every easter in norway and if you are listening from Norway, <laughs> okay, um, but this is this is cool. In Norway, for about a week, murder is everywhere. And I don't know if that got your attention, but it fucking grabbed mine when I found out. Uh, it's true crime and murder mystery week, just all around Easter. And a bunch of books come out around this time, like, obviously, Murder Mysteries. They're not just out here going cookbooks and stuff. I mean, I guess, like, they could do something on fucking, wasn't it Ed Gein that was out there eating people, like, right? Like, he wore their skin and just had, like, a nice fucking liver with a Chianti, but it was fucking a human liver. I don't know. I mixed up Hannibal and, because, like, fucking, I don't know. All right. So, like, one year, a uh, bakery actually had this interactive, like, real whodunit, cupcake kidnapping, and their Facebook followers helped solve 
and find this missing cupcake. And that's not uncommon. Like, during this time, uh, the people are actually out of work and out of school because it's a public holiday known as Holy Week. They even have murder uh, mystery cartons, like milk cartons, which, like, okay, for real, fucking side note, I want one. Okay, anyways, I just, I thought that was really nifty when I heard that, and, you know, you guys might like to know, because obviously you're here listening to true crime, and murders, and mysteries, and, you know, you're here, so why the fuck not? Surprise, uh, you learned something today. Um, gotta post that on Today I Learned. So, um, I'm gonna, like, stop talking, guys, just shh, okay? I've been trying to fucking tell you the story, just shh, stop it, don't, no more, don't speak. Um... <laughs> Okay, wait. First, I shall give you a disclaimer. I know I gave you one earlier, but I'm going to give you another one. Because this one is real fucking graphic. And if that right there didn't just stop you, I'm going to continue. The following presentation is only intended for a mature audience. It does contain graphic violence, well, graphic descriptions... Of violence and more crime scenes adult dialogue again the crime scenes are me describing them so your head okay just think of it adult dialogue and graphic language severe adult content discretion is highly advised okay are we ready all right you got that I'm gonna give you like a second or two to go ahead pause or, or like go all right Okay, so you are here, you are ready, don't say I didn't warn you. So this is about, um, with some, like, this is Eileen Warnos, and she's kind of considered, like, I guess you would say the first female serial killer? Like, in, in America, sorry, in the Americas. Um, Eileen, though, she was born in Rochester, Michigan. On February 29th, 1956, woohoo, she's a leap year baby. Like, I, okay, if you have a leap year birth, um, how do you count how old you are? Like, you, I know, like, you've been on Earth for so many years, but, like, your birthday didn't happen, except for every four years. So do you have two ages that you jokingly say? Or, I'm only asking because this shit actually does go through my head, okay? Don't judge me. Y'all probably have some weird thoughts, too. So her mother... Uh, Diane Warnos, sorry, I had to burp, was, like, only, she was 14 when she actually married Eileen's father, Leo Dale Pittman. They got married on June 3rd in 1954, and before they had Eileen, they actually had a son, and he was born in March of 1955, by the way. I just wanted to tell you that so you're not lost if, like, later on, like, oh, Eileen's older brother, and you're like, wait, who? Like, fucking who? You leaving some shit out? Because, like, I try to get all that I can, but I'm gonna end up leaving some things. But I feel like a main character in Eileen's life for a while should probably be mentioned. Just saying. Like, let me just drop that in there. Um... The couple were together, like Eileen's mom and her dad, they were together for two years. And then Eileen's mother became pregnant with her two months before Eileen was even fucking born. Her mom filed for divorce from Leo. So Eileen never actually got the opportunity to meet her father because at the time of her birth, he was actually 
in uh, prison. And, like, for most of her childhood, she was, or he was actually in prison as well. He was arrested and convicted of the rape and murder of a seven-year-old girl. Yeah, I know. Like, this shit gets real fucking dark, okay? Like, it just, we're going in. All right, just be prepared, okay? Um, he was also, like, during all of this, he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. So, he he was in and out of not just prison, but also mental hospitals. And he was just, in it, it, like, constantly involved in going to prison for just various sex crimes against children. So, Eileen never got to meet him. Then, in January of 1969, he committed suicide by actually hanging himself in prison. So, she just, she never knew her dad. Um, so, like I said, I'm, I fucking said, like, it, it gets real dark, real fast, and I'm sorry, there's no fucking sun about to come out. So, I've warned you, alright? <sighs> so, in January 1916... I, 6D, not 16, I don't know why I, my brain and my mouth didn't compute together. Um, Eileen was almost four at this time, and her mom decides to take her and her brother to their grandparents, you know, like her pa- parents, I believe, um, it, well, her, Eileen's grandparents, like she's, they're going, they're just gonna go for a little while, they're gonna visit with their grandparents, you know, like, hey. Let's go see your grandparents. Yay! That, okay? Like, that. are you with me? Do you get it? Good. All right. Um, well, she takes them and drops them off, but, are you ready? She never fucking comes back. Nope. She just ditches them at Eileen's grandparents, and it's just like, oh, I'm sorry, sayonara, sucker. That's so fucked. Like, seriously. I, I use humor to deflect shit. Because, like, things just make me go, what the fuck is wrong with people? And so I'm just like, huh, I'm uncomfortable. Let me just fucking make a joke about it. Because that's not fucking weird, right? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Sorry about that. Now, I'm going to tell you this, that the grandparents actually say that they had no idea that that was even the plan. That their, like, this, like, their mom was just going to come and basically, you know, just drop them. Just, uh, stop and drop. And, uh... They didn't know. They were just like, what the fuck? Okay. So a couple of months after her mom did this, um, her grandparents actually legally adopted her and her brother. So, yay, right? <laughs> this could be good. Happy ending. No, I'm sorry. Obviously, it wouldn't be on this right now. I'm talking about true crime and... Uh, <laughs> If this, if it, if it went well, like if she had a great upbringing, that would not probably be happening right now with this. Okay. By the age of 11, Arlene, Eileen, fucking who the hell's Arlene? (laughs) Sorry. Again, mouth to brain, not always computing. Eileen began engaging in sexual activities in exchange for drugs, cigarettes, and even fucking food. Um, she would do this at school and not just, like, not just not at school, okay? Which, I'm sorry, that's fucking crazy to think about. Like, she was doing this with other kids. Um, and at the age of 11, like, what are... I mean, baby girl, no. So, sadly, 
Um, for Eileen and her brother, their home life with their grandparents was, like, fucking awful, okay? I mean, I know, like, you guys, I'm gonna tell you, like, a lot of this horrible stuff that this woman ends up doing, but I'm not justifying anything she's done, but you gotta, like, you're, you're just gonna I fucking hope that you agree that this is really fucked up what she is about to, like, I'm about to tell you that she's went through, Okay. If you don't think it's fucked up, then I don't know. Um, Eileen would actually say that her and her brother would engage in sexual relations at home together. Yeah, I know. But most of all, Eileen would even say that her grandfather was a severe alcoholic, and so was her grandmother. But he would assault and beat her throughout her childhood. Oh, also, all right, here's your last fucking warning before I say this. You might want to not listen. Okay, if you're still listening, I'm, I'm not getting any responsibility here for if you're not taking the heat of the warning. Um, he would also rape her. Now, I'm not sure if he did this to the brother. Like, I honestly, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say, yes, he did. But, I mean, maybe? Like, okay, no. I don't, I don't want to, I'm not going to fucking assume. So, um, we have, we now know that this, the grandfather is, like, just a real fucking upstanding shit human, right? Like, he is just the top tier fucking who the fuck do you think you are? Because no, like, fucking no, okay? Like, we, okay, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. it gets even worse, okay? Just, that was my song. Again, I'm warning you guys. Um, He would allow his friends, like, of the family, you know, people he knows, just say, listen, you want to come over? You want to come over, we have a barbecue, and then um, participate in abuse against Eileen? How's that sound? Like, a good, fun Sunday afternoon? Are you fucking serious? He, I can't, let's just, no, okay? No. I'm just, I'm saying it like it, it, it is. Like, they all basically raped Eileen, okay? And, like, again, um, I don't know about the brother. This was Eileen's experience, which it's, it's super fucked up, okay? Don't argue with me on that at fucking all. Um, at the age of 14... Eileen becomes pregnant. I know, like, that's just fucking sad, and that's awful. I mean, this is, this is an awful childhood, okay? She literally, like, she becomes pregnant by one of her grandparents' friends. And, of course, you know, fucking 14, and enduring this. So, Eileen was actually placed in a home for unwed mothers, and while she's there, um, that's when she would actually end up having the baby, and the baby would be put up, like, uh, for adoption. This happened in March of 1971, and she also, in case you're wondering, she had a baby boy. Um, I, I didn't really look a lot into him, I'm sorry, but I feel like he is, his privacy should be respected, at least on my side. Like, I don't know, I'm sure there's the internet, you can probably find, like, anything. I mean, if you can think of it, there's 
you know, finish it. So I'm sure you can just find him. And I'm, I'm no, I didn't want to. Like, privacy. I respect it. Um, shortly after, I respect it as I'm telling you the true crime stuff, really. Okay. Um, shortly after giving birth to her baby, Eileen goes back to living with her grandparents. Not long, though, like, not long after she comes back and has the, after she's had the baby, her grandmother actually died of liver failure. And at the same time, Eileen, like, just drops out of school. I don't know if her grandmother knew, though, like, of any of the abuse that Eileen had endured and, like, was enduring. Um, she was, though, again, as I stated earlier, a serious alcoholic. So, I mean, who knows? But based off of what Eileen was saying and how bad the abuse was, it, like, I don't know how you, like, she couldn't have fucking seen anything or known anything or, like, are you just that drunk that they're just, what, disappearing to, like, the basement and you're just, like, margaritas? <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel, she's got to fucking know, right? Like, I again, okay, I'm fucking assuming. I'm sorry. Um... But she fucking got pregnant. Like, I feel like she had to know something. Okay, I couldn't, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to assume. I couldn't fucking, I couldn't find out if she did. It just, it didn't, there's no definite, like, answer online if her grandma knew. So, okay, Eileen, she's dropped out of school. She's 15, and she's now just living with her grandfather and her brother. Well, eh. This is when her grandfather is like, hey, it's time for you to get the fuck out. And her and her brother, like, they're out of the home now. They're just, they become homeless. Eileen actually ended up going and living in a wooded area not too far from, I guess, where she had lived. And her brother, he just, he kind of went off on his own. He was like, all right, well, peace out, fuck this. And uh, for a bit, though, until she figured out what she was actually doing, that, like, uh, she she stayed in this wooded area. Then she became a sex worker. Um, of course, if you guys look this stuff up, they don't use that dialogue. But I'm just I, like I'm I'm not here to fucking say anything about that. Like, come on, like that's just what they are, sex workers, right? Yeah, okay, we agree. Um, but she did this to support herself. By the way, um, I will remind you of one little fucking thing. She's 15. Okay. All right. Now, between 15 to 18, uh, there's, you know, you can find out some stuff, but there's not really a lot that I can sit here and tell you that's going to make you go, oh, that's interesting. Thank you for sharing. Um, but she, she actually has shared her story and she's done a lot of interviews. And the thing is, though, are her stories tend to change a ton. Like, it's not a lot of consistency, like, randomly, like, some interviews, she says one thing, and then another, she says another, so you're kind of left to think, well, what's true? Like, what's the fucking truth? Now, we're going to get in our time machine of this audio-visual, and we're going to go to May 1974, all right? Are you with me here? We're there. We're in 1974. Fantastic. Let's enjoy. Um, Eileen was 18 and she was arrested in Colorado because she was driving under the influence. Also, also, just to add to that, she was firing a pistol from a moving vehicle and obviously what comes with that? Disorderly conduct. So 
Yeah. She was later charged with a failure to appear. Um, obviously, she, like, you should figure that one out. Like, put A and B together, you get C. She just didn't go to the court. So, she was, like, you know, she had, she de- was developing an, a record, you know, she's getting in trouble with the law, she's doing some shit, she's being kind of crazy, okay? Like, when I say crazy, I mean, like, it's fucking crazy to just break a law and then not, at least not go to court. Like, so that's, that's out of normal, okay? I don't want anyone to, like, come at me for saying she's being crazy. Like, that's out of normal, okay? That's just all it fucking means. I don't want to say, like, she's being paranormal, which is, the like, above the norm. No. Um, in 1976, uh, she actually ended up hitchhiking from Colorado to Florida. Of course, in Florida, Eileen meets a 69-year-old, a lovely man, by the name of Lewis, who was this, like, um, a Yacht Club, like, president, and, you know, definitely an older man, like, a fucking lot older of a man, and he seemed to have, he had money, he was like, he was well off, and the two of them just ended up, I don't know, fucking boom, boom, they got married, like, real fast after they met. What is it with these two stories? Just like, hi, I'm, hi, my name is Harmony, and oh my god, yes I do! Uh-uh. Like, how do you do that? You, you find the love of your life? That's fantastic. There's still gonna be the love of your life in at least a year to two before you walk down that aisle. Because I'm going to say this right now. Getting divorced is fucking expensive. All right? Okay. Let's, let's go back. Let's go back into the story now, all right? Stop talking. Shh. Listen. Um, Eileen, though, like, she's still involving herself, like, while she's married to this mature man um, of the ripe age of 60 fucking nine. Uh, like... She's involving herself, though, in a lot of issues and fights at local bars. It seemed like she actually really did fucking... I don't know. Why am I cussing so much? I'm getting into this. Like, she she liked to fight, or she didn't maybe... Like, she didn't maybe not like to fight. She fucking seemed to like to fight, okay? I'm sorry. I'm getting riled up, but, like, this, this story is just... Ah! She obviously had some serious problems. Like... She's, I mean, look at what all she's been through, okay? Again, not justifying, just saying she's got a lot of anger just built up in there. Like, she's like a, key, a, a tea pot, just eh, when she gets hot. Like, it fucking screams and she goes off, and I, I don't know. Um, so, if it's, it's just her past made her fight, it seems like, because of this anger. And she would involve herself in a lot of confrontations at bars, like, all the time, which eventually led to her being arrested for assault. I mean, surprise. Like, why not, right? You can't just do things, people. You can't just do things, okay? Uh, she also, like, get this, also assaulted her then-husband. She fucking attacked him with his own cane. Did you hear that? His own cane. That poor, like, grandpa of a man just gets with his cane. Are you fucking serious? Like, oh my god. Okay, now, this, obviously, like, because any fucking human, this led him to file for a restraining order against her, and, like, this was only weeks after they got married. It was not that long. So, I mean, 
just like the last one, you know, these marriages, they seem like they are going fantastic. Gosh, man, making me real want to get married again. No, oh, thank you. Um, now, after all of that, um, and having to stay away from her then husband, she decided, well, fuck it, right? I'm just gonna go back to Michigan. Why the fuck not? And that's where she was actually charged with assault. Hold on, again, in July of 1976. Oh, and disturbing the peace. Because she threw a cue ball at a fucking bartender's head. You guys heard that, right? Like, you heard me? Just, again, it's like, oh, (laughs) cue ball behind the bar. Okay? I don't know. That was funnier in my head. So Eileen would just, she'd hang out at these local bars. This was her thing. They, I mean, it was a, it was a place for her to meet people and they were always like open real late. I don't know what late is from other, like in Michigan here, most bars, some bars are two, some are three and some are four. It just depends. Um, or maybe it's three. I don't know. Maybe it's four. Fuck. I don't know. I know it's three and two. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's, they're open for a very long time. Um, and she was hoping that she would meet people there to, like, either go home with and sleep on their couch, or just she wanted a place to stay so she could, she could get some Z's. Um, so yeah, she was always at these bars, and, of course, being in these bars, and she was angry, so she got into a ton of fights, which is, you know, this is just one where she decided to throw a cue ball at the bartender's head. I don't know, again, Eileen, you can't, you can't fucking do that, all right, listen, anyone out there that wants to think about throwing a cue ball at someone's head, listen, I'm gonna tell you, no, also, fucking don't mess with the bartenders, like, I don't know, they give you alcohol, stop it, and in July of 1976, Eileen's older brother died of fucking cancer, why am I saying fucking so much, it's my favorite word, no, but, uh, he died of cancer, and, you know, Again, this is, it's rough. Like, this is dark as shit. And, like, I, I don't know. Uh, like, I mean, can you imagine, you know, everything? Like, I don't know if he was abused either. I don't know if he knew what was happening to Eileen. But this is really sad. Like, I don't know. I couldn't really see, read, find, whatever, any real true, like, happy moments in Eileen's life. And, I don't know, like... Like, I don't know. Like, I can't ask her. I can't be like, yo, Eileen, did you have any happy moments? Because, shocker, she is not with us anymore. I mean, we'll get to that. But she's not, no. And I don't know if she ever said, oh my god, like, happy moment was this day. I don't, I couldn't, I didn't see that. So, it's just, it's fucking sad. Now, her brother ended up actually leaving her $10,000. And this is from his insurance money. And Eileen, she actually said that... Uh, she used the money to pay off some fines that she she'd gotten, and she also bought a car. Well, she actually ended up blowing the money, like, really fucking fast. Less than, like, two months, I think, something like that. And she also, oh, you know that car she bought with the money? She fucking wrecked it. I mean, she's really, she's, she's really doing good here. Um... In May 1981, Eileen actually, it was May, right? Yeah, I think it was May. Um, I don't know who I'm asking. Can you tell me? Was it May? Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, 1981, Eileen went back to Florida 
And while she was there, she decided, I'm going to rob a a convenience store. Woohoo! You know. And you won't believe what she got. She got a whopping $35 and two packs of cigarettes. Two packs of cigarettes. <laughs> a win, obviously. Um, well, she actually ended up getting caught. And Eileen even said in like an interview, because there's a lot of fucking interviews with her out. You can see everything. The internet is a crazy place. Um, well, that she, she stated that she was just real sloppy with all of her work, work, which is weird that I just like that. That's what it's called. You know, what do you do for a living? I'm a fucking serial killer. (laughs) Um, and that she never really tried to hide that she was doing any of this illegal activity. So, yeah. So she, she got arrested and ends up doing a year or so in prison and, like, shortly after, literally, she gets out, and I'm, I wish I was fucking kidding when I say this, um, she gets out, and just a few days later, she's arrested. Again. But, not for robbery, not this time. It was for forged checks, and she was trying to pass them off at a bank in Key West. So, it just, it gets worse from there with her crime. Like, from then, she constantly was being arrested and being looked for by the police, including, um, for things such as, uh, like, robbery, obviously. We went through that. Do you remember? Were you there? Because I was there, and I thought you were, too. Um, she would resist arrest, obstruction of justice, and grand theft auto. Also, firearm possession. You know, let me just add that on there. If we're gonna list these, I'm just gonna go ahead and add, you know, what I can. So, yeah, um... Then, in January of 1986, oh, that's a good year, this year I was born, Eileen meets a woman named Ty. Her, well, it's Tyra Moore, but she likes to be called Ty, um, at a gay bar in Daytona. The two of them hit it off, they're attracted to one another, and, like, I guess up until now, um, I'm gonna go with this, is like, I kinda get it, um... Eileen's been pretty standoffish in, like, getting in close relationships or, like, being, I guess, maybe, like, intimate relationships. Like, that doesn't have to mean a lover or anything. I don't know why I said lover. That's a weird word. Um, but, like, you know, just, she didn't really get close to people. I mean, like, look at her past, okay? I don't think it was easy for her. And that's, that's also, according to her interviews, she had said she didn't really get close to people. And, um... It was, a lot of it was due to her upbringing, but, like, I mean, like, I guess I fucking get it. So, Eileen actually said that her and Tyra, it was, like, an instant boom, like a ha-ha. There's a connection. Are you feeling what I'm feeling? Are you? Okay, that's what was going on. And that Ty, like, from right then, just instantly, was, that was it. That was her. Like, that was her love. That was... Like, it's you, you're the one I've been looking for. I don't know. I just made that up, and I don't even know. So, yeah, that was, like, the love of what she... That was her soulmate, okay? Which, I mean, that's sweet, right? Like, I just knew. I looked at her, and I fucking knew. It was just her. I don't know why I said it like that. That's not how Eileen talked. But, yeah, you know, it's... 
little bit of is a little bit of romantic, okay? And there's a nice, nice little romance story starting here, okay? Uh, I got you, uh, Hallmark. I got you. You want that? You want the romance? I got the romance and the murder. Boom. Okay. Yes. Woo. Lifetime. So Ty, she, um, I'm gonna call her Ty. By the way, her name is, as I stated, Tyra Moore, but she likes to be called Ty. Um, so. Her and uh, Eileen's relationship, it it just fucking goes. Like, they, they dive in. It moves fast. The two end up actually moving in together. And Ty, at this time, was working as a maid at a hotel. And, of course, Eileen, she supported them. Like, she uh, she brought in the money, like, the, the most. She was the main, the head of the house with her earnings from her sex work. And Eileen, she began, like, just, this was, it was, like, a normal thing. She went out at night. She did everything. She wanted to take care of Ty. Well, wouldn't you know, I don't know, just, it's like history has a thing to, like, repeat. And she is accused of assault. So charges were, again, placed against Eileen at, uh, like, I don't know. You'll be shocked if I, I want to guess. Can you? I, I want to guess. I know. I can read it. Uh, can you guess where this assault took place? I'm gonna give you one chance. Ready? Set a bar. I know. Like, you didn't fucking see that coming. I know you guys said something else. I know you did. Well, surprise. <laughs> it's a bar. And Ty. Now, Ty would come forward and act as a witness in her defense all the time. Like every single fucking time there was a fight. And this would happen. She was just, she was there. And she was like, no, I don't, like, she didn't do anything. Uh, She, it's not what you think. So she could stay out of trouble. But anytime she was in trouble, Ty was there too. So it just seems like they had some kind of thing going on for, like, Eileen to not get in trouble. But still kind of just be whatever she was being, you know, inappropriate. Okay. And, um, Ty would be her witness, and again, always in Eileen's favor, like, often, most of the time, like, 90% of the time, and it would get her out of a lot of trouble, which, what the fuck, like, really, like, what does that say about our justice system? Not trying to, like, ruffle some feathers, but, like, what does that say? Someone just goes, oh, multiple times, the same person is just, like, listen, he might have a cue ball, like, lodged in his fucking skull, but hear me out. What if I'm saying she just didn't do it? Like, she didn't do anything. No. he. She ordered Jack. He gave her gym. Like, what would you do? I'm just, like, she didn't do it, okay? I promise. No. What? Everybody saw it? <laughs> no. You know, like, yeah, that's what she was doing. That's fine. Okay? Um, like, what the fuck? Who... I don't even, um, don't get me started. At first, though, um, Eileen, all of her crimes, they, like, she basically, I could list, like, what she didn't do, and it's a shorter list, and that is murder. Like, at at this point, like, until right now, where we are, standing right here, hi, listen, look at me, hi, listen, listen, okay, you're here, you're with me, good. Up until right now, she did not commit any murder. So, uh... She would only just draw small stores or, you know, like, people. 
and beat up people, too. I'm not saying she was, like, because she hadn't murdered yet. It's fine. She was fine. And, you know. But um, she was just doing stuff that would get, kind of get her by. Uh, so, of course, that didn't last forever. Eileen decided, <laughs> it's time to uh, step it up. And in 1989, Eileen would go on to murder seven men. And this was all within the span of like a year. These are seven men that we know of, by the way. Like, you never know with serial killers if there can be more because, like, sometimes they don't say shit. Like, they'll they'll say, oh, there's more, but wouldn't you like to know? Yes, we'd like to know. Give closure to the fucking family. Or just, I don't know, don't fucking kill. Whatever. Like, okay. So, the first victim was actually found, um, he, uh, there was, it was a 55, 51-year-old male, and he was a store owner of, uh, like, electronics place in Clearwater, Florida. That's just down the road from me, like an hour, just saying. That's a side note for you. Surprise again. You guys like my little tidbits? Cool. It's my Cliff's Notes. Uh... Eileen said she killed him at the end of November, but his body wasn't found until December, like the middle of December, by the way, not just like it was the end and then boom, day one, they found him. No, it was the middle of December. And he was found in a wooded area, which was a bit away from like Clearwater itself, but he had actually been shot several times and there were two bullets lodged like in his lung. That's what actually killed him was the bullets in the lung. I mean, I could imagine being shot several times. I'm sure that would have killed him too, but those were the fa- the, the fatal, the fatal wounds, okay? All right. Um, so uh, because it, I'm going to mention this, like because uh, it, we're going to talk about rape and her defense and everything. I want to tell you, since it does tie in, and you will hear again like later-ish, um, this, this fella was a convicted rapist, and Eileen actually says that she only killed him in self-defense. So, I mean, I don't know. Her, her thing on the self-defense is that she said that when she was doing her sex work, like, he was, he, he was her client on this night, and when they were, you know alone and they were doing their 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 diddles he actually ended up strangling her like trying to strangle her and he raped her so she was she she killed him i don't know two wrongs don't make it right but we're gonna talk about that too later um in court she actually would try uh to have this be shown to be like true but um it was brought up and when they actually did find out it's true and he was a convicted rapist. It kind of threw like a wrench in the trial and it prolonged a lot of things. So many people, they believe that what she said for that was true in self-defense. Like it could be, it could, it could be like, I mean, like it's possible, but she was still found guilty for his murder. And I mean, like he, she was, so no matter what, like she still killed him. Uh, Again, I'm not saying that rape's okay. You know what? I'm talking about that later because this is eh, this case. Are you doing okay? You good over there? It's a lot, right? It's a lot. I know. Imagine. Ooh, I know. And so, so 
That was the first victim. Then on June 1st in 1990, the body of a 47-year-old man was found, like, uh, on Route... He was found in Citrus County, Florida, Route 19. And not much info is really about him that I can do a lot of, like, like, hey, here you go. But I do know he was shot six times. So, I mean, at least I got you there. I can tell you that. When police actually found this, they started to think, okay, well, let's see, two guys that were shot, maybe, maybe these two, maybe they could be related. But it was even more like, instilled because they found another victim. 40-year-old man who was a rodeo worker, but, like, only part-time. I don't know. I, he worked at a rodeo. Like, I want to know if he was, like, a rodeo clown or if he actually rode the bulls or was he, was he just, like, a vendor. I don't know. I probably could have looked. So, Eileen shot him nine times, and he was found in Pasco County. So, okay, as I'm saying where these all are, I can tell you that this is definitely in a centralized area from like Daytona to Clearwater to Citrus County and Pasco. These are all pretty relative to each other as I live, you know, in like Tampa area. Um, I've lived in Lakeland. I've lived in like Tallahassee and Gulf Breeze. Those are way up in the panhandle, like where I used to live way back in like Pensacola, Tallahassee. Like those are way in the panhandle. This is central Florida. So it's centralized. I can see how the police are like, this This is a little bit like, this is suspect, right? Like, it, these are all pretty close. And these are just men getting shot, okay? It, it kind of adds up. Um, now, this victim was kind of different. He actually ended up, like, he was found wrapped up. And he was wrapped in an elect electric blanket. So his body actually, be, like, was extremely decomposed. So, yeah, okay. Well, uh, people started to come forward and actually say that they saw Eileen in possession of this electric blanket man's car. So now Eileen is, she's definitely, like, the, the police are like, hmm, okay. Now, I don't know why they didn't, like, look for the car if, or if they did, but, you know, they're just, they know Eileen's got something to do with something. So they start to look into her background. And obviously, you guys know, you know, remember, we we just talked about what? Uh -huh. All the assaults in where? The bars and the checks, the robberies, you know, the possession of the firearm, the disorderly conduct. I'm just saying, Eileen, she... She did some things, and, uh, they, 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 yeah, okay, all right, there we go. Eileen and her girlfriend, uh, Ty, they constantly were moving, like, within Florida and centralized kind of places, and they just, they lived in different hotels, like, that was, that was it. That, move around town to town, hotel to hotel, you know, same walls, just different place. And again, um, whenever they would go anywhere... Eileen would, she would do her sex work at night and, you know, she's, that's how they made money. That's how they had the money for her to pay for this stuff and they ate and paid for the hotels and everything. Well, this victim and his car, um, I guess Eileen, when she, you know, she took the car, she was like, boom, boom, by mine. She actually found a gun, 
like in his glove compartment. <sighs> okay, so she, instead of, I don't know, I'm not saying she should have kept the gun. I'm just saying, like, this is amateur fucking move, all right? I, I read and learn and look up a lot of true crime. I'm not just, she pawns the fucking gun. Like, come on. It's, it's registered in the guy's name. The victim, okay? Not, not a bright move. So, her next victim is a 65-year-old merchant seaman who devoted a lot of his time to this Christian outreach ministry. Um, he just, you know, is real Christian out there. And my dog just snored. Um, he, uh, he was found in Orange Springs, Florida, but you guys are never going to guess what, what she did. Like, she took his car. Yep, she's just getting a new car every so victim. Um, and, like, if you're, if you're wondering, uh, why she's killing these men, or, like, when, when she's killing these men. Like, if she's not just, supposedly she's not just walking up and just killing these people. But... She actually killed them, according to her and everything, is when she was going to do her sexual favors for them, you know, when they were going to have their relations. And, um, that's when she would kill them. That was just, that's, that's how they became her victims. Witnesses even saw Eileen and Ty abandon this victim's car later. And when police went and got the vehicle, because obviously they're going to go check it out, like, hmm, abandoned car? What? And this guy's got some, like, is he missing? Like, we need to look into this. They actually ended up getting Eileen's, like, a, a part of her palm print. And, uh, yeah. So now she's fucking tied to this. But, um, I will say that his body of the victims whose car her palm print was in, I don't think it was actually found ever. Um, so, I mean, like, again, you can, like, Google all of this and just look and see a lot for yourself. It's fucking everywhere. Just Google Eileen Warnos. You got it. You'll find it. You'll see it. There's even a fucking movie. Okay, oh, there's several. Um, another victim was 50-year-old, uh, a 50-year-old man, and he actually worked as a sausage salesman. Sorry. I just... I'm really weird. I like to say sausage. Yeah. Sausage. It just rolls off the tongue. Um, she was reported... Or she? Yeah. No. This this fellow was reported missing in July of 1990. And then his body was found in August. And, okay. Yep. Yeah, and it was in another wooded area. And also along... Route or State Road 19. So, yeah, and this guy, he was shot twice. Now, another one of Eileen's victims was actually a ret retired U.S. Air Force major who was also a chief of police, and, or former chief of police, and he was a former child abuse investigator. So, yeah, like, he was... He was definitely somebody that was important, people knew, and his body was found in September of 1990. He was shot six times, in the torso and in the head. Eileen's last victim was a 62-year-old trucker, and 
his body was found, but he was completely naked. And he was found near a remote road in uh, Dixie County. So, yeah. And he was shot six times as well. Now, a lot of people honestly will sit here and say, um, say and think or whatever that well, maybe because I've seen it. I fuck you. You there are comments out there like this, and I'm going to say something because I also saw a few videos where people pointed this out and said the same thing that I'm kind of about to say because it's just okay. Listen, just stop. Look. Okay, audio visual time for you to understand this, kind of. They would, the people will say, well, maybe she, they shouldn't be out here, you know, like getting a sex worker or sneaking around, just trying to like, <coughs> I don't know what that sex sound is. I don't know, but that, that they shouldn't be doing that, you know? And I'm, I'm going to fucking say, I don't agree with that. Just stop it. No. I'm sorry, you can't say that. You, We can't victim blame, and nobody should die because they made a choice that you don't agree with. I'm not saying, again, that any of these men didn't rape her either, but, I mean, I'm fucking sorry. Two wrongs do not make a right, but also, like, we'll touch on stuff later. I'm going to continue because I'll get so heated that we're going to, I'm just going to be on ta a tangent, and I'll be on a tangent, and you don't, you don't need that. So, Eileen and Ty are driving around in one of the victim's stolen cars, and they get into an accident. It's, like, right in front of this person's house. And it was loud. Like, it's, Dane Cook says it best. Um, why is it when people hear accidents, they all, like, go outside and watch, like, a parade? You know? Like the... Oh. Oh, not this time. Yep. This time it happened, and uh, it happened in front of their house. These these people's the house the housers. I'm just saying they're the house people, so I was gonna call them housers. Um, they go outside to see what it was. What happened? You know, is everybody okay? What do I need to call the police? Like many people would do. It's just what it's what you do. It's if you don't know, now you know, and um, you know shit like this fucking freaked out um Eileen and Ty because you know they're these people instead of just staying inside and minding their own business uh <laughs> they they don't they go back and play like let's go see yeah yeah okay so they go look and they see the the Ty and Eileen are in a ditch like in a area they had crashed into um this made Eileen and Ty get really worried and just ran. They literally ran on foot after these people came to see if they needed help, asking if they're okay, and they just go, yeah, we're fine, okay? And they basically just run and disappear, okay? And <laughs> why am I saying okay? Okay? Okay. Of course, this, the people that came out that were in this house and they heard all of this and they see these two women in this car, it's got an accident, and they just run on foot. This was a little bit, this was fucking concerning. Why not, you know? And also, P.S., you left your car. Like, who just leaves a car? So, they, they call the police and the police are like, wait, hold on. 
can you tell us about this? Can you share some details? So they get a brief description of what the two women look like, you know. Eileen and Ty, surprise, surprise, it was them. And that's when police are like, okay, now we we know who these women are, that like these are them, this is who we've been looking for. And once police actually get their names, like it's, they got it, these are them, they run this huge media campaign. I'm talking just everywhere media 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 a fucking frenzy to try and find them they found more and more property which like at um at different pawn shops that belonged to these the, the men you know their property had been pawned and they took them into evidence some of them they i guess got fingerprints and guess whose fingerprints it was you'll never guess i promise <laughs> bet you didn't say eileen because you are right it is eileen um now we know that eileen had been arrested previously right like, you got that i really hope you're paying attention i'm sorry i go all over the place but i fucking i hope you're here with me okay um so she'd been arrested previously obviously and because of this her fingerprints were obviously they're on file. They're there. Boom. Finger founder. Wait, that sounds weird, but yes. Um, on January 9th in 1991, Eileen went to a biker bar in Florida. This biker bar is actually called The Last Resort, which is a little humorous right now if you think about it, because what I'm about to say is this is where this is where police ended up arresting her. Um, and it was on like an outstanding warrant or something, but... She got arrested, and she was at a place called The Last Resort. Like, I don't know. It just seems a little fitting, okay? I'm ready. Uh, Ty wasn't with her when she was arrested at this bar, so they had to go look for Ty, figure out where she was, and she was found. She was found the next day in Pennsylvania. And if you know what happens with Ty... Please don't spoil it for the rest of us. Okay, good. You're quiet. <laughs> um, Eileen claims that her and Ty got into this argument, and Ty was just like, yeah, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go because I don't want to do this. I'm not. I can't keep living like this. I don't want to live hotel to hotel. Um, I, she just didn't want to do it anymore. So I guess Eileen told Ty that she was killing these men. Like, Ty knew, right? Like, what the fuck? Okay, so she she was she told her, hey, I've, I've kind of been killing some guys. Uh, what did you do? Because that's what I was doing for the last few hours. Just wanted you to know that. Anyways, when I go get some dinner, um, but Ty says like over and over, it was self defense. Like, you know, she she didn't just brutally kill anyone. She was just defending herself. Uh, but we don't know if Ty actually knew. And I do want to say this one thing. Like, I'm not justifying crime for crime, violence for violence in any form, but I have a question. Like, if it was self-defense, let's just say that all these seven men did do what she said if they were self- if it was self-defense, why not at the first one 
call the police. Like, just be like, hey, listen, um, I am going to tell you where a body is. And look, I'm, I'm Eileen, okay? Just shh, listen, I'm Eileen, okay? Let me just get this. I mean, this would make a little bit of sense. She could just anonymously call somehow, star six, seven, or is it star six, nine? It's one of them back in that day. And just automate or do operator connect. There you go. Boom. They don't get the, they can't give you out. They can't give out your number. I don't think maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. So, um, just call and be like, Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you where a body is. Uh, I did something, but I was defending myself. Like if she had been raped, there's sure telltale signs. So I don't know that self-defense thing. And then Ty not knowing, come on. I don't know, but okay. Police, they, they need a confession, you know, who, and okay. If you need a confession and Eileen's just, obviously she cares for Ty, um, and Ty can get to, to Eileen, like get her to really talk. So they use Ty as leverage and they did this. They actually had Ty go to Florida, like she returned to Florida because she wanted to get her to get a confession. And this would actually tie, not she, they wanted her. This would give Ty immunity, basically. All right, she was just gonna, it'd be fine. She was gonna be fine. Like, it won't get off scot free. So, yeah. Um, she returned to Florida. The police were there. They put her in a lovely little Clint motel. And the phone, they tapped it. So, it recorded everything. Now, I have to say something here because I don't know. I Again, we know, hi, surprise, I can be an idiot, but I'm curious here. Like, maybe I'm fucking wrong. But if they're recording, okay, and in the state of Florida, if you're recording conversations or basically any fucking audio, uh, you in person or on the phone or anything you have to let the other person know that they are being recorded. It's like, I think it's called the two-party state, not a one-party. And that means, like, a one-party, you don't have to say anything. Only one person has to be aware that they're being recorded. Um, a two-party, again, I could be wrong. This could be vice versa. A two-party means both have to be aware that the conversation is actually being recorded. Hence, like, when you go to the police station, they're like, do you mind if I record this? Or you are being recorded. So I don't understand how in both of these crimes that I've been talking about here that they can, they're recording. Like, these are both in Florida. And they're rec- I don't fucking know. Maybe someone can explain it to me. I like look how to look up how to reach me and tell me because is it if you're a cop, does the law not count? I don't know. And I'm not trying to ruffle feathers again by saying anything like that, but I don't understand. And I didn't feel like googling that. I feel like that'd be weird. Can cops break laws? Cuz then I don't know. Do I go on like a search? I'm probably on like someone's radar because I look in true crime. They're probably like, this fucking chick. Um, so, hi to the FBI guy in my phone. Can you also remind me that I need to go grocery shopping soon? Thank you. Send me that text. Uh, I mean, you're watching. Just come say hi. So, um, Ty made a number of calls to Eileen. They were talking constantly, and she, she was just like, 
uh, listen, can you do me a favor? I'm just, I need you to do this for me. I need you to clear my name. Because it's all in the media that I've been doing this with you. And it's all that anyone's saying. So could you possibly just think about helping me clear that? That'd be super. Well, three days later, that super duper thing happens. And um, they actually, is on January 16th, they get a confession from Eileen. And she claimed that the men had tried to rape her and she killed them in self-defense. So Eileen is in prison now. Um, the media is constantly talking about her. Again, they're in a frenzy. This is a female serial killer. Like, whoa, fucking shock, mind-blowing. That, huh, what? No. Like, oh, and oh, she's a lesbian? No. Again, okay, guys, this is the 90s. It was a different fucking time. But she's being... Uh, covered everywhere and to them I mean it's just it's all over that Eileen is a monster like boom fucking monster uh that's a little movie advert for you uh by the way monster the movie with Charlize Theron and uh what's that chick from Casper oh my god Christina Ricci yeah this is not a paid advertisement at all for that movie I promise I do not accept sponsorships, hence why I've never had one, as she takes a sip of her diet Pepsi that is super delicious. Mmm. Yeah, no, seriously, none of that was a sponsored thing. Just saying. <laughs> I wonder why I don't have a lot of friends. Alright, so... I know I've told you that so many things of the cases that I've told you guys are found on the internet. I mean, it's crazy. It's like I found it there, right? That's fucking weird. Anywho, uh, so she did a ton of in interviews. Um, and in some of these interviews, she actually seems, like, fine. She seems... I guess relatively normal, and again, what the fuck is normal, right? Like, what is normal, especially with her upbringing? But she seems to be well-spoken. She seems to be in composure. She's good. She's like, she's there. Hi. Someone's home. And, boom, in others, she's, she's just way out there. Like, she's not, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't want to say... I don't want to, like, throw out any mental illnesses because, no, that's not, that's not, I can't, I don't know, and it's not appropriate because so many of them can look alike, but also she went through a lot of trauma, which can add, that can cause mental illness, that can cause PTSD, I don't, okay, I'm going to stop fucking assuming, but she would just be, she'd be, she'd be, she'd be out there, she'd be different in her interviews, okay? So, I'm also, like I said, okay, uh... With the upbringing, I'm sorry, I just got you. Like, with that, what she with what she went through, like, no one was actually ever there for her to possibly just nudge her in a correct way. Be like, hey, listen, are you like, I, I, like, don't do that, okay? Just don't do that. And I mean, that doesn't excuse any fucking thing. It doesn't excuse it. She, she absolutely, she killed all of these men, but the media. Portrayed her as a monster, and knowing her childhood, 
it does make you feel like a little bad, right? Just a little bit. I not not bad, like not like, oh, forgive her, but like she had to be. Like her head was could not have been okay. I'm just saying. If you have ever been a woman of assault, a man of assault, anybody of assault, no matter your age, I'm sorry, but your head is never gonna be like not what it could have been if it had never happened, okay? And I do. She could. She should have gotten some help, but she might not have even. I don't know. Okay. I'm now. I'm jumping into like psychology, and I'm not a psychologist. So I'm gonna shut the fuck up because someone out there will be like, "Girl, you good? You crazy?" <laughs> okay. That's what they're gonna say. So, um, let's see. Uh, I lost my place, guys. Okay. So, uh. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it, it matters. She should have gotten help. I wish it hadn't have happened to her. Honestly, I don't think abuse should happen to anyone. It's fucking traumatic. But she still killed people. Like, she, she was just like, hey, guess what? Boom, boom, you're dead. Like, that's not, it doesn't, that's not, doesn't match. It's not one still really fucking bad. Other fucking horrible. Like, okay. Uh, so she's in prison. Sorry. <laughs> Ranting. Hi. Welcome. You must be new here. Have you ever heard me rant before? Well, stick around. I do it a lot. Uh, she's waiting for her trial. And during this, she's trying to set herself up to be able to plead for the insanity plea. And a lot of people do this. A lot of people will claim this plea. Well, of course, that she gets this testing done and she's not mentally unstable. She's literally, she's fine. It's proven. Like she's mentally, capacitively, capacitively, compassionate. Nope, not compassionately. She's, she's aware. All right. That's the, that's the layman's terms because I'm layman's. Obviously you could hear me. I couldn't say the term. So a year later, Eileen went on trial and she actually had numerous trials from uh, like basically the beginning of 1992 to the end of 92. Having a trial for every victim that is known. And in the end, Eileen actually did receive six death sentences. So yeah, in court. Now again, she killed seven people. Remember this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume from what I'm saying here, what I've read, what I could see, she got six death sentences and there were seven victims, but maybe they were just like, listen, that guy was convicted rapist. Maybe she still gets punished for the crime because she did, but like she was charged with the seven accounts of murder, but only getting six death sentences. So they were just like, this one could be plausible, but you still fucking killed. Okay? Like, call somebody. It was your first one. Call. Say what happened. But you didn't. So you still, you still murdered him. And you left him. Okay, maybe? Is that, does that make sense? I don't fucking know. So, in court, they actually got Ty to come out and testify against Eileen. Just, like, no, she fucking killed. Okay? She did it. She killed them. Um, which it really upset Eileen, uh, naturally, like, why not? Uh, so Eileen told several, uh, 
like several inconsistent stories about the murders. She would claim at the beginning, you know, initially that all seven men had actually raped her. And they did this while she was working as the sex worker. And by the way, I do, I'm going to touch on this because I had to touch on it with the men. You know, they shouldn't have been going and getting these these women, okay? They shouldn't be getting these, these sex workers. No, ladies of the night, don't do that, you know? Like, that was, they were being, they were, they were putting themselves, or whatever, okay? So I'm going to mention on the semi that's driving by outside, um, I'm going to mention that, yes, she's working as a sex worker, and I know some people out there, they've said, and they will say, you're going to hear this, you might think it, well, she's a sex worker, she ran the risk of rape. Shut the fuck up. Sorry. Shut the fuck up. Okay? If you thought that. No. No one ever should be at risk for rape. This is, like, you shouldn't be at risk for fucking death. Okay? Unless you're just being a fucking dumbass. You want to go jump into spikes, you're probably going to fucking die. Or Humpty Dumpty's men are going to have to try to put you back together. And surprise, they're probably not going to make a fucking do it. Um, so you shouldn't be put at rape, rape at rape risk, risk for rape ever. Okay. Yes. She killed these men. So again, two wrongs don't make the fucking right, but no one should ever be at risk for rape. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Like, okay. Sorry. I don't know. Just, mm. I don't know. Maybe you just shouldn't fucking rape people. Sorry. I'm just leave it at that. But also, you shouldn't fucking kill. Okay? See? In this case, it frustrates me. Anywho, Eileen, focus, Harmony. God, fucking focus. Eileen ended up sitting in the Florida State Prison waiting for her execution. And in 2001, she put in a petition to the Florida Supreme Court. And she said her intention to dismiss all of her legal counsel, all right, just bye, okay, go away, attorneys, I don't need you, and terminate all of her pending appeals, saying that she did kill those men, she did rob them, and, like, she was cold about it, she did it, like, cold-blooded, and she would do it again. She fucking was saying this. And there's absolutely no chance in keeping her alive, don't do it. She wanted to die because if she did was kept alive, she was just gonna kill again. And like she had um, like hate just flowing through her. She was sick of hearing that she's crazy, like that stuff. That that claim that she was crazy. Like she didn't want to fucking hear that. That's what she's saying. She's like, I don't want to hear it anymore. I know what I did. I fucking did it. I'll do it again. And that she had been evaluated so many times and that she is competent, that she's completely sane and she's telling the truth that, you know, that she's, she hates human life and she's going to fucking kill again. Like, this is what she said. Okay. She said this to these people and, um, her attorneys then turn around and they're like, no, she's not mentally competent. There's no way she wants to be sentenced to death. No, she doesn't fucking want to. And they were trying to say that, like, you know, don't, don't listen to her. Don't listen to her. Again, mentally incompetent. But 
Eileen insisted that she did know what she was doing, what she had done, and that she wanted to do it again, you know? And court, so there were, there were like these court appointed uh, psychiatrists because remember, again, do you, you guys like that? That's the theme song, okay? Um, if you remember, she did the whole like, hey, she wanted the insanity plea. <coughs> oh, choking on my saliva. No, it's not the Rona. I literally just choked on saliva. Saliva. Oh, I gotta get a drink. Hold, hold on. Ah, Diet Pepsi. Okay. Okay. Sponsor. Sponsor me. Because they're not, you're not currently. Um, you know, they, they did the insanity plea, right? And what happened? Like, what, what had happened? It came back that she was fine, right? That didn't work. So, the court-appointed psychiatrists, they all fucking agreed. Just, like, unanimously, basically, I think, I believe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I hope it's true. Um, saying that she is absolutely, like, she knows what the fuck she's saying. This isn't, this is, these are the words of a sane woman, according to them. Alright, so you get that. They, you know, Eileen is basically just out here all like, please kill me, okay? Just do it. I'm ready to fucking go. If not, I'm just gonna go back on a rampage. So, you deal. You choose. Whatever. And Eileen, she's actually executed on October 9th in 2002. She declined her last meal and she opted just to have a nice cup of coffee. Yeah. That's, would have you, side note, okay, sorry, um, so I've read, like, certain meals, some of these criminal, crimi criminals, and serial killers, and so forth, the people that have been on death row, and have been executed, like, what they were, there's some weird ones, there's some real fucking weird ones, and have you ever thought what yours would be, like, if you ever, not that you've been, you would, or that you're gonna do anything, fuck, how do I say this without sounding weird? My head's weird. ADHD. Really odd. Have you, though? Like, I don't know. I just don't know. That's a hard decision. Like, your last fucking meal. Like, okay, it's your last one. You're about to go get the final cough medicine, you know, in the veins. What would you eat? I don't know. Sushi? Tacos? Steak? Brisket? Would I want to go healthy? Like, do I want to be bloated getting this done? Just in the chair, like, oh, I fucking shouldn't have had that fucking T-Rex from Wendy's, should I? Oh, God, bad choice. Bad fucking choice. Bad choice. Oh, it's not sitting well, because you are definitely going to shit yourself. And, like, do you want to make the the janitor's job just pure fucking hell? Because <laughs> certain meals. Man, I hate to be that cleanup crew. I'm sorry. That, my inappropriate humor. <laughs> but I'm for real at the same time, okay? Uh, so her last words were... I really hope that this quote is her last words. I'm going to quote them. Just fucking quote them. All right. <clears throat> yes. Why did I say it? Like fucking Dahlia. Oh, yes. No, I didn't do it. <laughs> okay, Dahlia. Back to Eileen and her quote, the woman of the hour. Yes, I would like to just say I'm sailing with the rock and I'll be back like Independence Day, with Jesus. June 6th, like the movie. Big mothership and all. I'll be back. End quote, by the way. That's, again, her words. 
from her. Um, I don't fucking know what the hell she's fucking talking about. I'm just going to say it. I don't. Is she, is she talking about, like, is she going to come back when Jesus comes back? And if so, is it on Independence Day? Or was it on Easter? Where's Easter his birth? No, that was Christmas. Even though all of it's fucking incorrect, because it's, these are all derived from pagan holidays, but that's not the goddamn point, right? No, these are the Christian holidays. But so, what the fuck does Independence Day have to do with that? That's not a, that's not even a Christian holiday, is it? No, that's a, it's, it's from an attack. I probably sound like an idiot right here, but I mean, come on. Like, what are you saying, Eileen? Are you coming back with Jesus? Are you coming back on Independence Day? And is that June 6th? Like, do I need to Google? Let me fucking Google this shit. Oh my God, I'm cracking myself up. I straight up just fucking Googled what day is Independence Day? Oh my God. And it hit me as I was typing it. Because I'm thinking the movie. And then I'm thinking Independence Day. Sorry, my head just didn't even... By the way, in case you're wondering, and you didn't know, if you were like me and your brain just was like powering down, um, it's July 4th. So what the fuck is June 6th? Was, did Independence Day come out on June 6th? Hold on. Listen, I'm in this. We are here together. Stay with me. Nope. Nope. It wasn't. It wasn't June 6th. It was July 3rd. And it's not even Easter. So, like, what the fuck? Eileen, you can't leave me like that. Like, it's not Jesus is coming back. Is he coming back with the aliens? Oh, my God. He's coming back with the aliens. But Will Smith is going to be there. And he's going to fucking solve it, right? That's what happens in the movie. Because she said the mothership, like, the right? It's like the, I don't fucking know. I'm trying. And it's hurting my brain. And I'm sorry if I hurt yours. And we just went off on a rant. Okay? So... Yeah. Anywho's, let's get back on track. Again, guys, just stop talking. Listen, shh, quiet. <laughs> Eileen would end up, she was the 10th woman to die in the U.S. Um, by, you know, capital punishment and the second to be executed since 1976 in Florida. She was the second in Florida, 10th in the United States because... In 1976, the United States actually restored capital punishment. So, in case you were confused, confuzzled, because people have been killed before then. But for a while, it was just, it was against the law to kill somebody for killing somebody. Right? That's not fucking confusing. Um, yeah, so basically, for a little while, if you killed someone, you didn't die. But now you kill someone, boom, boom, you can go, well, you don't, they, they don't boom, boom, they shh, give you the nope cocktail. So, yeah. But have you guys seen, heard, uh, maybe noticed there, or have maybe saw some posts on the interwebs that, again, all this stuff's on the internet, that they have this, I don't know if it's a real thing, but I saw it and I was like, what the fuck? Um, this head ripoff thing for capital punishment for uh, our ways of execution now? I don't know. That's it's like a claw that just rips your head off like a fucking grape on a vine. And they say it's humane and you don't feel shit. I mean, I don't know. I feel like for that first, just the first few seconds, 
of those claws and the pull, you're going to be like that. You know, do you remember in the, the 90s, really, the 2000s? All real monsters, that canned, can, like, man scream, that, I don't know, I can't fucking do it. But I'm sure you guys know, it's been in so many movies, so many TV shows, I just remember it, like, very much so, from All Real Monsters. You can't tell me that's not gonna just instantly go through your head if you, that happened before your mouth could, your mouth obviously might be stuck in, like, a scream position, but inhumane my ass. So anyways, it was... Or humane, my ass. Obviously, inhumane is what I'm thinking. Fucking whatever. Confusion. Um, I'm the one confused now. So, again, guys, shh, stop talking. Let me tell you. Let me fucking tell you. Shut up. Love you. But let me tell you. Love to talk, but stop. Um, so, okay. Uh, there's a lot out about Eileen. I mean, I, I could have said all day. In fact, I said almost all day getting information on her story. Not to mention, there's a nice little movie out there. I, I don't know. Did I mention this earlier? I don't know. Was I? Did I mention this advert? Well, fucking do it again, because it's amazing. I recommend it. Go, like, watch the movie Monster. I think it's even on Amazon. Maybe Hulu. Maybe Netflix? Fuck. I know you can buy it on YouTube, probably, right? I don't know. It's out there. Again, everything that I've mentioned on here is guess what on the internet so monster look at these these i was your audio visual representative now go get your video audio representations look look boom ah i did something um but i mean yeah go see that movie uh maybe have a diet pepsi when you do so like i am currently not a sponsor. <sighs> Wasting my talents with sponsorship here, guys. Wasting my talents, I tell you. So, there you have it. That was today's cases, the stories. You had two. I think I might be doing two for now on or, you know, whatever. Uh, it's whatever I decide. It's, it's what the actual F. Like, what the actual F am I going to fucking do? Talk about, say, what's going to happen? Are you, am I going to be sponsored? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, am I going to talk about true crime? Yeah, probably. Like, what the... F obviously. Maybe. Or a mystery. Maybe it's going to be murder. Maybe it's going to be... Hmm. Is that a cult? Or uh, maybe it's going to be some, like, weird fucking creatures. I don't know. Urban legends? No. Depends. Actually, let's be honest. I want to tell you the truth. This is, what I, this is the factor. Okay? If you're going to stick around, you're going to have to know this. Which I hope you stick around. Hi, we are friends. Please stick around. Love you. You... You look fantastic today. I can see you. I'm behind you in that car. Okay? So, I'm kidding. Seriously. You already had graphic warnings, okay? Like, you should know. I'm sarcastic, but also a little bit creepy. All right? Um, don't be scared. You're fine. Shh. Okay? Did you feel that breath when I said shh? I'm right there. Turn around. So, um, yeah, I don't, I, sometimes I can't do the paranormal stuff when I want to. Like, I would love to. I want to sit here and tell you guys about so many things on the internet. Has. But I'm alone when I'm doing this research. <laughs> and any noise makes me jump and scream. I get a little scared. I've had some paranormal things happen. I get a little freaked out. Okay? So then I'm looking at paranormal stuff. I'm like, ah. Not only am I looking this up and giving, getting these details, 
to give to you guys. And I gotta relive it. And usually at night when I do the podcast, uh uh-uh. No! Sorry. Can't hide under the blanket from the monsters. Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to. I'll be making the ah real monster scream. Okay? Um, So I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you did, follow. You know, give me a five-star rating on, is it Apple iTunes podcast, those, that place of the, of the Apple v- vicinity. I don't know. I don't have Apple, but I know I'm on there. You are hearing my voice probably in your iPhone and your air buds, air, AirPods, earbuds, the air, the floating, the headphones that are not attached to wires, but if you don't charge them, then guess what? They're not attached to sound either. Um, and you won't be hearing this audio visual presentation which is about to conclude. Uh, so I look forward to talking to you guys again very soon in a few days, a week, tops, maybe. Could be a little bit longer. You know, it depends on life, right? But I'll be here. Um, I'm here for you, and I love it. Hope you do. And thank you. That concludes this podcast. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Love you. Go, uh... I don't know. Be safe. All right? Bye. Oh, yeah. Go to the internet. See everything that I just audio visualized for you. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Bam, bam, bam. Goodbye. That's my outro song. Hope you guys love it.